talking about how do you handle cultural stress. And a lot of times we tend to think moving to another country for long periods of time, like, oh yeah, there's culture shock. And of course there is, but I think today we'd like to speak a little bit more about cultural stress. How does living overseas for a long term, how that plays a part in how you do ministry, how you do missions, how you handle living overseas. Mm-hmm. Um, so first off, culture shock versus cultural stress. Uh, the Google, the Google <laughs> defines culture shock as sort of the feeling of disorientation experienced by someone who is suddenly subjected to an unfamiliar culture, way of life, and a set of attitudes. So think of culture shock as something like something different and like punched you in the face. I mean, I've had a lot of culture shock even in the U.S., moving from Seattle to Denver to Wyoming to Missouri, just all the different lifestyles from the West Coast and the Midwest, from city to small town, from mountains to farms, like Mm. there's a different way of life. And so just recognizing those differences. So Ethan, babe, when we first moved down here, what were some of the things that really like, well, like, I guess you say overwhelmed you or stuff that you noticed that was in Mexico for you personally, that was just a big culture shock? Well, for one, we went to, moved into a huge city in Guadalajara, um, which is a city of over 6 million people. And we just left Hannibal, Missouri, which is a town, I think. 17,000? Yeah, around 17,000 people or so. So, like, literally huge. like a fraction of what the size of Guadalajara is. We did the math one time to see how many Hannibals could fit inside Guadalajara. And it was astounding. I can't even remember what it was. I think it was, like, the land... Like, the square footage of Hannibal, Missouri, oh, yeah, as, like, the footage. city, it was, like, 66 Hannibal, Missouri's could fit inside the Denver metropolitan area. I'm, I'm sorry, oh, the uh, Guadalajara metropolitan area. Yeah. So, just, that alone was just a huge shock, going from a small country town to a massive city in Mexico. And just the, the sheer amount of people and traffic and how close all the homes are together, like all that was like, was really one big culture shock was just the sheer size in the, of the city pretty much. Mm-hmm. And so that brought a lot of shocks at first um, in a lot of ways. And then on the personal side of things too, just learning how to properly greet people was a big thing for us to learn of how to properly greet what? later on close friends, um, new people we were just meeting, mm-hmm. or even our American friends in front, in front of other Mer- uh, Mexican friends. Um, each situation was so different. So how, learning how to properly greet the right people at the right time was very important. Uh, for example, like in America, whenever we finish an event, it's very common for us to either just kind of just slip out as there's a lot of people and there's a lot of stuff going on or just to kind of wave your hand to everybody and say, hey, we'll see you guys later and you just kind of do the wave to everybody as you're walking out kind mm-hmm. of a thing. Or and, like hugs. Like yeah. we are a very huggy society, I have come to realize. Yeah, and so... And in Mexico, we go to a group and watching and realizing that when anybody gets ready to leave or they're on their way out, they, no matter what's going on, they go around and, yeah, greet, I guess, how do you say Greet like, everyone individually? Yeah, like, like say goodbye to everybody individually, like with either a hug and a kiss or um, whatever it is, like that you go around each person and, and salute us they say them goodbye say goodbye to them yeah and greet as even well. during like if there's a conversation going on whatever's going on like they you pause it you say goodbye to them and then you go back to your conversation if you're not the one leaving yeah and so that was sort of a cultural shock because i mean us personally we're very much like okay we have a schedule we have a time frame this is how it's going to be and if someone's late then they just sort of slip in and we'll continue our meeting however in this culture it was sort of a shock to us that 
like the people who, even if the meeting was started, we would pause and the new person would come around and greet everybody. Women would greet, our right cheeks will touch and will make like a, a vessel sound, like a kissing sound, like that kind of sound when you touch your right cheeks. And then men have this like cool like high five, knuckles, high five, bro hug, like kind of greeting. <laughs> you kind of got it. I kind of got it. I'm not a, I'm not a dude. I, even guys and girls, like if it's a female involved, you'll do the right cheek kiss. So that was sort of a shock to me, like, oh, okay, so we're going to stop everything that we're doing and greet everybody, like, every single time. So that was something that we've recognized that was different in the culture and something that we had to adjust to and to learn. But, mm-hmm. yeah, so that that was sort of just a culture shock. And, I mean, obviously coming from a small Midwestern town in Missouri to a huge city in Mexico, there's a lot of things that were shocking. I mean, mm-hmm. the language, that always throws you for the loop. Um, gosh, what else? The tiangis, how you do grocery shopping. These were all, like, there was a lot of pollution, a lot of garbage, too, that, I mean, any big city's like that. However, for us, coming from small-town Missouri to big city Mexico was just a big shock for us. Feel like you never get any fresh air? Yeah, never get any fresh air. Um, So moving on from cultural shock, the definition of cultural stress is the relearning or adjustment of daily routines in an unfamiliar environment resulting in fatigue or frustration. So this is pretty much all of the cultural, little cultural shocks sort of just add up over time when you're trying to live and trying to thrive and trying to do your day-to-day, um, day-to-day life, day-to-day mm-hmm. routine in an unfamiliar situation environment. How are you going to adjust? So I think one of the biggest things that I can think of that has been incredibly frustrating for me on a daily level is just the driving culture in Mexico. That is a big cultural stress for me. It's a, it's. I don't want to say it's a trigger. I don't have road rage, but I've definitely had to learn over time and how to adjust my driving style. Because, yeah, the streets look the same. They have very similar signage, but the rules on the streets are so different. So you have to learn, like, on the go, how what's the driving culture. So the thing we have to deal with here in Mexico is just late-night culture side of things and just to change the routine of our life, having to stay awake later to meet with people and have conversations. And sometimes we run till, like, 11 or midnight. And for us, that was a big change because from our life in Hannibal, we went to bed pretty early, like around 8 or 9 o'clock at night. And we're young. We, were, we felt like we were old birds during that time, but we were young. And we saw our young, but we just worked jobs that required us to get up pretty early and start our day um, on an early start. So because of that, we went to bed pretty early. Yeah. And so coming to Mexico in a culture where they thrive on living on the night side of things was a huge adjustment for our lives to be used to staying up till 11 or midnight at night having conversations in Spanish was a big stress in our life for a while in some ways. Yeah. And that's definitely something for us personally too, that we've had to learn to adjust since being in Mexico is Ethan sort of hinted at it, but we are definitely early birds, morning risers instead of late night owls. Um, And something else that I've noticed, at least with a lot of our contacts and friends here in Mexico is that just how the time management and meeting up with people um, definitely is much different than what we are accustomed to in the U.S. Like, mm-hmm. when you're on time, you're late. That's sort of what I grew up understanding about my own culture, where I grew up in Washington. And so here in Mexico, if you're 30 minutes late, you're on time. You know, it's sort of like... That's true. That's not a big stressor. That is it's still a big stressor that we have to deal with all the time, especially since our the function of our job is to speak and to meet up with people. And so a lot of times when... We have certain t- 
times set up with people. Like, we've learned to add, like, extra 30 minutes on front end of, like, the designated time that we're going to meet up with someone. So we've just had to, like, adjust to that. Mm-hmm. But Yeah, it was a big stress, though, because, well, from my side of things, too, I was gripping a house for us top. You want to be arrive early because if you arrive on time, you're late kind of mm-hmm. a thing. And so for just my personality and who I am as a firstborn child, like I love to be a man of my word and I like to show up on time. And so if I know we're going to be like two minutes late, like, man, it was, it was stressing me out at first. <laughs> and like we go to our first few meetings here in Mexico, um, even with our American contacts and teammates. And like say we're on the road and we're gonna, we know we're going to get there like two or three minutes late. Like, we'll send a text message or we'll call them and say, hey, saw we're running late. We'll be there soon. Um, in reality, like, they didn't care. And especially if we're doing with our Mexican contacts, they, they're they're still, like, 20 minutes out. And so, like, it was just a huge adjustment for our lives to learn that it's okay to relax in that area, to be a little more flexible in the time um, of scheduling things and arriving on time. Like, we can be more flexible in that area, and it's okay in this culture. Yeah. And that's sort of, that's a really good transitional thing is how we've adjusted to some of these cultural distinctions that Mexico has that we've had to adjust coming from a very North American mindset into a very Latin American country. Um, And so that's really what we wanted to speak about today is because cultural stress, it's, I believe it's sort of less well known because fewer people actually deal with it um, because cultural stress comes from all this small little culture shocks add up over time, something that you deal with. um, And really it's a reality for those who, it's a reality for those who, who, who live in another country for an extended period of time. Mm-hmm. Um, so we want to address how to deal with the cultural stress because when you're already under spiritual attack, if you're doing ministry, if you're meeting up with people, if you're trying to share the gospel, there is an, a truly an enemy who wants you to, who wants to stop you from doing what you're doing, from fighting the good fight, from running the race well. And so when you have all these day-to-day daily stressors, going to the grocery store, driving in traffic, trying to meet up with people. If And if you don't deal with them properly, or if you don't recognize that this is in fact like a cultural stress, they're going to add up over time and it's just sort of going to implode. Mm-hmm. And so we really want to use this opportunity and this time to address some of these things. Like how are we going to be successful in just living everyday lives um, between your missions ministry? Like like, how are you going to live your life well in another culture? Mm-hmm. Um, and so when we were in pre-departure orientation before we moved to Mexico, our lovely friend, she helped us figure out, like, okay, how do we address, what are some cultural values? Um, for instance, and are you going into an individualistic society or a collective society? So I, I definitely think North America and European, that's very individual societies going into a Latin American context that is more collective. You work as a group, you have your family units, very strong connections. Um, and so that's something that you have to figure out how to navigate well in cultural stress. Or speaking, when you're having a conversation with someone, are they speaking to you directly or more of an indirectly approach? Like those, they'll use third person or I'm thinking of like maybe um, Asian societies will use this oh, yeah. aspect a lot. Time management, we sort of hinted or alluded to that a little bit beforehand, but are people on time or are they late? Or is being late on time for them? Mm-hmm. So it's just like, how do you deal with that? Very much a being versus doing society. I come from a doing society, that's my personality, and I am in a being culture. And I think God 
it's using this culture to have me chill a bit and yeah. to really change that about me. Just being with the Lord, being with those around me instead of being like, okay, I have my to-do, to-do list. I need to do this, mm-hmm. this, and this. Um, or how does the power flow? Is it in from the top to bottom or is it the power flow within the group in the culture or gosh, even in each generation, in each of these different contexts, all the different cultures, like each generation has a sort of a little bit of a different culture, I guess you could say, different ideology, different different attitudes. And so how do you navigate all of these different aspects of culture stress well? So there's a lot of ways you can handle the cultural stress. And the first thing is really just remembering that it's normal. Like every person who goes to another country is going to face or experience the cultural stress in their life just because it's a new culture and a new um, place in the world. And so it really depends on who the person is and what makes you stress and what doesn't make you stress, what makes you more relaxed and, and enjoy life and what, and what doesn't kind of a thing. And so for us, it'll look different for us than maybe for you, but here's just some things that for our life anyways have been a great way to kind of release some of that stress and even just kind of get refocused on life and on Christ again. And so, if like, for example, for me, like, I love nature. Like, I love being outside. I love enjoying God's creation. And I love doing that with other people around me. And so, for me, a great way to kind of even just de-stress or kind of just get refocused again is simply to go outside and be in God's creation. And a lot of times, like, if I need that time from alone time, I'll just go somewhere. For us here in Varta, we have a lot of beaches. So a lot of times I'll go to a beach and just kind of, refocus, kind of reset, spend some time reading in God's word, and simply just being with God in the moment and creation. And for me, that's a great way for me to kind of just hit the reset button, reset button kind of de-stress and get refocused again. Um, but for Sarah, it's obviously different. Yeah, and I think you bring up some a really good point. Like, I think a really smart idea is to set up for yourself boundaries. I think for me personally, it's really important for me to remind myself like, okay, the Lord would not have called me or brought me to this foreign nation, to this foreign culture out of my comfort zone if he was not already with me, if he did not already plan for me to be here. And so for me, I just have to remember like, A, God is with me. He didn't just call me here and drop me and be like, peace. Like that's not the God who I serve. And B, like when people can't make their meetings or they're running late, I, I need to remind myself not to take it personally because I that's some I can very much take it personally. And also, I need to remember like, okay, what I'm feeling, this pressure, this frustration, this exhaustion, I'm not the first one in the world to experience this. And so just really, I reach out to um, other missionaries on the field, some of some other people who I know that are much wiser and older than I am. Um, And I just ask them like, hey, have you ever felt this way before? And if you have, what have you done to deal with it? That really has helped me recognize like, okay, this is a normal feeling. This is a normal attitude. Like, and I can, I can (laughs) build a bridge and get over it. I don't know why that was the third first (laughs) thought, like not in a harsh way, but like, really like I can build a bridge by just being here and like setting up good boundaries for myself and Mm -hmm. like, mental boundaries for myself too and then honestly if I'm feeling homesick especially in Guadalajara we would have dates to go to Buffalo Wild Wings because it would have like baseball on and (laughs) and they would have wings like American wings and just like American food it's Uh all like processed fast food but that made us feel I feel like that was a really good boundary that we had too to like 
take a break and recognize like, okay, it's okay to eat an American food instead of tacos. Mm -hmm. Like I love street tacos. I think it took me six months of eating tacos multiple times a week before I'm like, you know what? I could go without a taco for a few days. And that's like a big deal. Another part too is, um, really make sure you have exercise a part of your, your life. Yeah. Like, if you're not exercising when you're going through stressful times in your life, that stress is really going to build up um, in your mind, in your body, and everywhere. And by having a workout routine allows you to take that time to just focus on keeping good care of your body and kind of just relieving a lot of stress, um, even physically, from your body. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying like you have to go out and buy a membership to a gym and start going to a gym every week. Um, exercise can look, exercise can be a lot of different things, um, but do choose something that you enjoy doing that is a physical workout, but something that you're passionate about. Because if you're not passionate about, for example, going to the gym and lifting weights, well, don't do that because obviously you're not passionate about it. Yeah. So you're gonna re- you're not gonna look forward to doing that um, in your day. So choose something that is a workout that you enjoy doing, whether it's going for longer walks, whether it's going for longer runs, whether it's going for a bike ride, whether it's going out paddling on the ocean, like what we do also. Like choose something that you really enjoy doing that involves physical activity and. That is such a great way to release stress in your life. Yeah. And Ethan makes <laughs> Ethan makes another great point. That should be the title of this podcast. Um, but really, like, for him and I, that working out looks differently. Ethan personally does have a gym membership. He's really good about setting goals, and he likes lifting weights, and he likes having that sort of alone time for him to focus on his exercise, get re-energized, both physically and mentally as well. And for me, it's sort of the 180. I like being a part of a team. I need a huge social. I have a big social battery. And if I'm that's not getting mate, met mm-hmm. like consistently on a daily basis with meetings being canceled or just time management trying to figure out how, when and how to meet with different people, um, me playing on a few different soccer teams. Yes, I said a few. I'm on three, maybe four if I go to this next game. But I'm on a few different soccer teams. And so maybe I don't understand all their language and it's definitely such a different vocabulary than what I'm used to um it's just fun playing the game being a part of a team like making friends that way I also go to yoga classes because so much soccer hurts my back and so I need to stretch out my back and so um also meeting people at the yoga studio and just being there consistently and I know the workers I know the yoga teachers I know some of the other classmates like that helps that helps me physically and also my social battery Mm -hmm. which is which I think is really really healthy. Like, I think that's a good tip. You need to go out and explore, set out some good, like mental boundaries, but also work on, work on growing yourself physically, work on growing yourself mentally, work on growing yourself spiritually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And another, another thing to really consider too, when you are considering stress in your life is to really make sure you're not comparing yourself to other people's lives, whether it's on social media or if you're on the mission field, your life to other missionaries, like, that's a very dangerous place to be at if you're always comparing your life to someone else's life, whether it's someone back um, in the States if you're mm-hmm. abroad or whether it's someone on the mission field that you're serving with. Do not compare your life to their life because, as you know, like God has made us all unique um, in our giftings and our abilities, and we're not meant to live someone else's life for them kind of a thing. And so a very, it's very healthy to consider like spending less time on social media and making sure you're spending more time with Christ, make sure you're content with the life that He's given you, and serving him in the best way you can in your own life. Um, we're not all teachers. We're not all pastors. We're not all office people. Like We're all unique and different in our own life. And so we need to make sure that we're serving God 
in the best way that he has gifted us. And being excited about that, being in, encouraged about that, and not being stressed about it, not being stressed that our life doesn't look like this other person's life because their life looks so good. When the reality is, especially comes with social media, like on social media, people are showing the best parts of their life. They're not showing the worst parts of it. So how can we compare ourselves to social media posts when someone else is always showing the best part of their life? Well, the reality is they're going through hard things too. And so making sure that you're staying focused on what God has called you to do and being super excited about the opportunities that he's providing you um, in your own walk with Christ with him. We also have to have a Sabbath, right? We mm-hmm. Just because you're serving a bread doesn't mean you need to stop tithing you can't rest. or you can't rest or you're not allowed to have a Sabbath. Like, no, these are all commands of the Lord. So regardless of where you are in the world, what your occupation is, you need to honor and keep the Sabbath. And so for us, yeah, we sometimes have our Sabbath on the beach and we'll just bring our Bibles and we'll listen to either a Christian podcast or Christian music or sermons or whatever. We just get rejuvenated and we spend time together and we rest and we honor the Lord in that way. Mm-hmm. But you can do it at a park. You can do it with your dog. I don't know. Um, but also, when you move to a new culture that is not your own, you can feel really isolated. And so I just want you to, to recognize, like, it can be so isolating, but just go easy on yourself. But in the midst of when you're feeling like that really low, that you're in the valley in the season of life, like, just try to recognize, like, okay, what's one, like, what's similar that I can, in this culture that I recognize? Like, how are you growing? What are you recognizing? Keep your eyes up. Um, but also find one thing that you love when you're feeling overwhelmed. You know, I think that's a really good thing that we can, like, do. Like, oh, I'm overwhelmed in traffic. Well, I love that there are fun street performers at every intersection. You know, I, I love that. I think it's it's such a different cultural thing, but I think it's just a fun little little thing. Really, like, you're here to serve the Lord. You're here to be a witness to those around you. You're here to be a fragrance among those who are perishing and those who are being saved. And so take care of yourself. Like, cultural stress is a real big deal. And just like and with any stress in your life, it is incredibly overwhelming. And if you just don't address it and you don't recognize that, oh, me driving, that's a stressor. Or going to the grocery store and it takes me an hour and a half to find baking soda, which, surprise, in Mexico, it's in the pharmacy, not in the baking section. You know, just like these things that can add up over time where you're just so frustrated. You're like, Lord, what in the world am I doing here? Are you sure you want me to be here? Because I'm really like, this is too much. Um, I just think it's good to just go easy on yourself. Get involved. Remember that God is with you. And don't feel ashamed to talk to somebody about this. Focus on your similar on the similarities. Take care of yourself. And just go and push yourself, even if you don't want to, to be involved, to go out in the community, to to grow. Because when you're growing, it doesn't always feel good. It's painful sometimes. Yeah. It's a process. I mean, the stress in any culture will always be there. And so, like we said, it's learning how to deal with it in a healthy way. Mm-hmm. And just being curious that you're not the only one and you can still enjoy life. Even with, even with stress in your life, you can still enjoy it because God's there to give you peace and comfort in your life. Yeah. In Matthew eleven twenty eight, 28, Jesus says, Come to me, all who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. 
Yeah, I, that's true. If we can't take God at his word, then what are we doing? That's kind of it for this podcast. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Um, hopefully the next one's coming up. We'll actually have a mic to you, so a little bit easier on your ears as you listen to us. So we're super excited about that. Uh, but I hope you guys enjoyed it. And we would be super encouraged if you would subscribe to our podcast channel or even give it a like or a review. And just know that we appreciate you guys. And we're so thankful that we can be a part of this mission with you all if you're a part of our life. And I hope we encourage you today. And we hope you have a great rest of the day.